Please, Jay, just post something funny, clever, amusing, interesting. Fuck, man, it's not that hard. I only thrash you when you first come after me. Take the fucking high road for once. It's why you hang your hat on Hilltop. Nobody will hire your ass for a job that will afford you the luxury of a basement studio in South Seattle. You've been a douche your whole life. And Tacoma is your just reward. Now back to your dirty movies and TV dinner. So to kick things off, gentlemen, uh, we'll address a question put forth by post-game Orange Slices where he was demanding that the forums of Hardcore Husky issue a public apology to Wayne Talapapa. Your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have uh, – I don't have – Talapapa derangement syndrome as much as you do, Derek. <laughs> I don't have derangement syndrome, but I love how you put that. That's a great sounding medical term. Uh, yeah, not not the that's funny. Not the most uh, elite of uh, of backs to uh, come out of Washington, but uh, <laughs> you know not the. Uh, <laughs> The Kaufmans, the Dillons, the Telepapa. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm just not a. I, I'm just not. I'm not a hater of Telepapa. No, you know, not at all. Yeah, I, I just didn't want him to start anymore. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted more of Cam Davis, but Cam Davis did. You know, last night what he what he usually does. He's just got some goofy fucking play that <laughs> <laughs> makes you scratch your head. You know. You know, you always Which say that Culp is Mr. Vaudeville, but uh, to me it's Cam Davis, and I like Cam Davis, but but he's Mr. Vaudeville with his Superman act when it's he's not even at the goal line, he's at midfield and he's trying to fly. So, yeah, I don't know, I don't get that. I've never seen that in my life. Look, I'm hoping uh, Talapapa is uh, he's like an influence. Yeah, uh, like an early influence of what you know what what the commit position could be at the program under the board. He's like uh, Nirvana's first album, Bleach, which is like super clunky and pretty pretty shitty. But apparently, people who know music probably could hear it and be like, "Oh, this could be something a lot better." So that's what I hope uh, Talapapa is. And I feel like that's always a good sign of a good program and a good system too, where. I feel like in the Husky fan, we're usually on the opposite end of it, where you're like, this guy sucks. How is he rushing for over 100 yards against us? They're like, how is he, how is he scoring 10 touchdowns? But you're like, he's just a guy. Well, it's like, when you have a good system uh, and you have good players around you, you can have just a guy and have them produce. So I think that's, like, the two things. I mean, like, I feel like Zach Shelby is kind of like a, a better version, like what you'd want Talapapa to be, but he's very much not. But yeah, he's fine. You know, I remember reading uh, Chuck Knox's autobiography years ago, and he, when he was the head coach in uh, Buffalo before coming to Seattle, and he brought in he brought in some like thirty eight year old washed up offensive linemen, but only for the reason that he would go crazy and tear up meeting rooms and throw chairs and stuff, and he and he wanted that influence there. And uh, he gave him credit for them going to the playoffs. So there's a story for you. <laughs> so Sounds what, like what a do Chuck, you guys... Chuck Knox-esque story. <laughs> <laughs> but bringing our attention back, of course, to the uh, to the macro and, and the Huskies winning the Apple Cup yesterday is pretty sweet. And uh, what what are your guys' uh, thoughts? Ten and two, you beat the Cougs. Penix with the cigar and the trophy. It's like a great season, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I know it's, uh, I, I just got, I mean, the, yeah, the Arizona state game is, is going to be like, I, I was worried. I was worried after they beat Oregon 
I was worried, you know, we're going to look back at that Arizona State game like the uh, the UCLA game in 1990. You know, like, how the fuck did they lose that game? But hmm, Interesting. I, I'm going try, try to uh, – I don't even think I don't even think UCLA is that good. I think UCLA pumped in crowd noise and got up for one game, and you know. Uh, but yeah, we've gone over that enough times. Uh, <laughs> uh, just yeah, I love I love I love uh, you know that that uh, you know God, it was just so hard for our offense to get going on that number one defense last night. You know. Um. Well, according to the TV announcers, it was. We couldn't get on track. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, a a 10-win season is, uh, you know, that's some good good stuff right there. Um, With how bad the, you know, how... I'm going to say how frustrated we are with our defense. I'm just not going to say how bad it is. I know it's bad, but, like, have you watched defenses around college football? I mean, holy shit. It seems like 75% of the defenses are just garbage right now. That's true. Um, Go ahead, Willie. Oh, yeah, not a bad point. I remember, like, I think this might have already came up, like, the COVID year, no one could defend the run. And then now it feels like this year, I mean, the entire country, no one can defend the pass. Uh, And it feels like pass protection, I feel like they've, like, figured out something with pass protection, too, to where it's, like, getting really easy to not give up stats for a lot of teams. Uh, Yeah, I, I, it's, it is what it is. Uh, that said, I mean, I don't think that many other teams were, you know, starting uh, some freshmen who, you know, like Javion Green and Devon Banks and having everyone get hurt over and over and over again. So, I mean, it's not the, – the problem is the guys who got hurt weren't, weren't much better weren't good either. So, that's not really even an excuse for that. It's not like – they had McDuffie and Kyler Gordon, and they got hurt. It's like they had guys who weren't good, and then they, then they got hurt, and they were replaced with guys who also weren't good. So, I mean, but overall, going into the season, if you were like, Huskies will go 10-2, and two, they're going to basically blow out Michigan State, uh, they're going to win at Oregon, and then they're going to beat the Cougars 51-33 on the road. I mean, you would definitely take that, even if you did, even knowing if they're, if, even knowing that you were like, they're not going to play for the Pac-12 championship. You, I think you would still take that. Uh, and yeah. in the last day, I mean, once the schedule came out, it was like one of those things, like 2018, where I'm like, I saw the schedule, I'm like, well, they're losing to Oregon. Uh, like the schedule came out, and I was like, when I saw UCLA and then at ASU, I was like, oh, there's a very good chance that they're gonna. Uh, they're going to start one and two in this conference. And, you know, they really needed to beat Michigan state to not start, you know, three and three. Uh, right. Over, overall. I mean, yeah, I, even as bad as I thought ASU was uh, going in, I thought that was a very losable game. Uh, so I wasn't that surprised, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a take. You tend into, and you know, all you need now is USC who should be a pretty decent favorite in the, in the championship game to win, to have a pretty problem to go to the Rose Bowl. So, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, – and you throw in the little bonus that Oregon is not playing for the championship either. So, uh, that, uh, especially with the way – especially with the way things looked at times this season, I mean, uh, that's another added bonus. Like, you've not – it really feels like the Huskies don't recruit against USC anymore. Utah doesn't really recruit that, like, that much against them. I mean, they're getting that extra bonus of Oregon not playing for the championship is just that much better. Well, and, you know, to, to risk sounding like uh, the Dick Baird Homer thing, but, you know, it is nice to get the extra 15 practices or whatever, and uh, that, that'll be a, a, a good – thing uh for the development of the program and um it'd be nice to go out and win something that a bowl game you know not 
not called the fight hunger or the heart of Dallas. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. One thing I mean, I if you had to give me a script too for the season, I mean, if they this is going way way ahead, but I need to do. I think I put it on the board. Like if they can play in the Rose Bowl and beat fucking Ohio State with a Mecca and JT and fucking G. Scott Jr. on it, that would just be like, <laughs> that That would be Doug fucking heaven right there for me. Yes. I mean, and they, especially, they, I mean, CJ, it seems like a lot of people say CJ Stroud wouldn't play in the Rose Bowl. So they'd have a better chance because, I mean, uh, I don't know if, uh, I mean, we don't need to start game planning, uh, you know, previewing a game which doesn't <laughs> exist yet. I won't, I won't go that far. Let's do a breakdown up. of the two teams for the Buckeyes. Oh, yeah. Joey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows if uh, who knows if that punk ass G Scott Jr. will even play in whatever bowl game they're in because because of that uh, that fucking headbutt he did yesterday. Will he be a punk ass upon his portaling to Washington? I'm <laughs> taking him. I, I don't think they're not they're not taking him. They're not taking him and his 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 fucking uh fake tough guy dad. Early preview there. <laughs> preview of Joey and your fake tough guy team. Um no, one thing about the, the defense and, and I, it goes without saying, uh, overall I'm feeling very, very positive about what we saw yesterday with the Apple Cup and everything. Though I had more anxiety in that game than I probably should have, but that defense, I tell you, I simultaneously want to give the defensive coaches engine and morell uh credit in the sense that you know, we, it's not like we were giving up 55 points every week uh, coming down the stretch and, and looking horrible in that sense. It, it seemed like our guys are being put in in good position um, and fitted well. And at the same time, though, it's like the worst tackling. Just I can't imagine worse tackling. In my mind's eye, I can still see along the sideline there at the top of the TV screen uh, the the Cougar turning upfield with the ball and Asa Turner flying right by him without touching him, you know. That's Turner, and that's I. I that's not just some Turner, players, though. I'm not gonna. I, but there's some players I'm not gonna blame the coaches. I blame the coaches for most of the players. I mean, but Turner, it doesn't matter who's the, who the coach has been. He can't tackle. <laughs> I mean, believe That's me, everybody true. listening, I desperately want to blame the coaches. I can't blame the coaches anymore for Asa Turner. I can't, I can't do it. It's not just Asa Turner, though. Uh, and I don't want – this is not a negative podcast. I'm not trying to turn it negative but uh, at all. Uh, but, you know, we started out by talking about um, some of the issues that we saw and stuff and just the the missed tackles. Um and and you know we get we get the pressure on Ward and then he keeps getting away and he's he's they were calling him you know they did the old trope about calling him Houdini and everything and he's he's elusive but there's nothing special about that guy. No. You no, know, I know. there was Everyone. no reason we should have been yeah. wrapping him. We should have had three or four more sacks. Easily. I told that was listen that Delora was. I. I other than his meltdown against, ironically, the Coug, Delora is quite a bit better than Cam Ward, I think. Yeah. I feel like they've other, – other than that, the meltdown against WCU, I mean, and I don't know how bad he was in the locker room, I feel like the Cougs have kind of been trumpeting that. I mean, I'm like, uh, I feel like Delora is way better than, than him. Uh, I feel like he – that was a, a typical Apple Cup Cougar game, though, where it's like, the way Ward played, he easily could have had, like, six turnovers, but he had fucking zero. Because he was just blindly yeah. spinning and running running the sacks and, like, carrying the ball around and then throwing in the traffic. Like, it's a game where, like, it just really felt like a roll of the dice of, like, okay, this guy's either going to turn the ball over, like, seven times uh, or, like, three at least. No, zero for somehow. I don't, I don't know how we never turned the ball. But, I mean... <laughs> The positive to me is, like, I, I do think the coaching staff on D does have a little bit of, like, you know, the old – the Tyro owner with the Stark that complained about not having the bullets and the gun of, like, he didn't have the bullets. I don't think – I think Joey said accurately. It's, like, 
Asa Turner is the best guy they have at that position, and he doesn't like to, and he can't tackle, and I don't really think they could do anything about that. Same thing with, like, Fabikulanen. I mean, like, I don't think they would be playing oh. him if they had anyone better. That's, that, like, that, I, I, oh. I trust that. So now it's on them to get better. I feel like the defense did, uh... is back and- what, what did Becky I, London do yesterday that prompted me to text you guys? What was that? <laughs> I think he just got like towards like fifteen yards by uh, a, a cougar guy. There's just no aggression. There's no zero aggression in him at all. It, uh, he, he did said, something uh, that cost us. Yeah. Um, Becky London is not. Well, you meant to say Penske material. Well, no, uh, <laughs> well, you cr- no Mensa though, you know. I, it was like, whatever I know, you, you 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 meant to say Penske. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I, I, I don't know. He that. whiffed on a tackle, or he whiffed on a tackle, or uh, something. I I mean, he 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 has. It was a fifteen-yard like penalty. He got a 15-yard penalty? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, had, uh, he, he had a face mask. Yeah, face he had a face mask. mask. Yeah. So, I haven't rewatched Going out it. Of I like guy, yeah, I feel like the guy was grabbing his face mask, uh, not in his defense, but I do feel like that was a missed call where I feel like he also was having his face mask grabbed, but whatever. I mean, yeah, he is just uh, – <laughs> I I think we may have said it on the on here before, and – He's like worst ace to Turner, but he's also just not a football player. I mean, this is coming from me, who, you know, uh, played one year of KV football in fucking high school, but uh, he is just, I don't, he, he's not a football player. And they don't have anyone better, and it's on the staff to immediately go get someone better uh, because he ain't going to fucking cut it. And they play Ohio State, uh, and Ohio State is like Jackson Smith, the Jibba, and Marvin Harrison and Igbuka. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Which, uh, him trying, with Cam, Cam and Fabiculon and trying to cover those three fucking receivers just sounds like absolute torture watching it. I mean, but I thought the defense, you know, down the stretch, they did a little better. I mean, one thing that I do think to keep in mind, like seeing how Oregon State just shredded Oregon running the ball. I mean, they ran for like, fuck, they ran for endless yards and touchdowns. But like, Think about the example of that. I mean, holding the Oregon State offense to 14, even how bad, even how bad their quarterback is, like that's not bad. I mean, they they held uh, Oregon. What was Oregon was averaging like 48 points or something a game after the Georgia game, and they held them to like 34. And uh, you know, the Cougs they <laughs> they held the Cougs to 33, and that included a crossbar. Uh, fucking field goal, um, and where they get like stick stack. So, um, yeah, I, I thought the defense, at least you know, after like after the bye week, I feel like the defense really kind of got at least somewhat more acceptable. Um, and one thing that uh, I texted you guys about, and I think it was early fourth quarter, um, that at that point. Uh, Polk just needed 26 more yards of receiving, and that would give Washington three different wide receivers going over 100, and he fell short. I think I should have the stats up, actually. He had about 85, I think. But you had you had McMillan and Odunzi, uh both at around 150 yards, and then uh, Polk had somewhere around 85. And it was just – it was like – it was like playing uh, Madden or something, watching uh, – uh, um, Michael Penix uh, throw the ball around the yard. There it was really something. Yeah, it's real. It's real shame they had such a struggle against the number one defense. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking Coog, <laughs> and two hundred twenty yards rushing. Ah, <laughs> oh, comical. <laughs> and and I'll I'll make fun of the announcers for a second and final time. But then they were talking about how the crowd noise was really impacting Washington. And it's like, no, uh, we always have that problem where we're we're audibling with six seconds on the clock and all this shit. You know, we that, that's been a that's been a year year long deal. So yeah, it's my yeah. Uh, oh, I, 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 kept, yeah. I, I kept referencing it yesterday as my I my favorite part of of a game 
is uh, making fun of people that cheer when uh, when the offense calls a timeout. You know, like, <laughs> they, get, they get super excited, like, yeah, we made them call a timeout. It's like, no, you want them discombobulated and confused. <laughs> you want them to snap the ball when they when they just, you know when they're running out of time, or you know, you don't want them to call a timeout. It's like <laughs> to regather oh themselves God. and whatnot. Luke Fickle's going to Wisconsin. I'm just seeing a headline here. Yeah, yeah I, I saw, saw that. Did you see? Uh, did you see old uh, smug face Shaw quit last night? Yep. Yeah, but uh, Fickle to Wisconsin. That's really interesting. Is uh, after last year, I was you know I was hopeful that we would make a push to get him, and then we you know I don't even know that we ever even contacted him or whatever. But uh, so it seemed like he was. It seemed like he had multiple opportunities to go to decent programs last year, and then when he didn't move, I thought, hmm, that's interesting. But uh, he went to going to Wisconsin. I'd be a little worried about, you know, maybe like a Ryan Grubb going to Cincinnati. Um, well, the one thing is, they said Ryan Grubb has been with has been with DeBoer for 13 years, and he might love just being an offensive coordinator. And if his wife loves living in Seattle, and I don't know whether she does or not, but you know, he may not want to move. I don't know. Yeah, but if you yeah. if you're aware of if you have a nice situation in life and you love working with the people that you're working with, um, the grass isn't always greener. Right. You know so. <laughs> Yeah, he had a great tweet last night where he tweeted that he's nine and zero at home. So yep. obviously calling uh, <laughs> calling Eugene and Pullman his home is fucking epic, epic, epic troll tweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, uh, okay. Just just a little uh, little segment for uh, the officiating was just horrendous last night. <laughs> It was vintage Pac-12 refereeing, just horrific. <laughs> oh, and even man, the stuff I mean... that burned the Cougs is just—you want to see a, a, a you know a, a fair game, and you want it to obviously determined by the players and the coaches, and not the refs. So, yeah, well... we took the brunt of it last night. Well, it was, uh, yeah, it was the majority of the bad calls were, or, or non-calls. It was mostly the non-calls. Yes, were, yes. You know, hurting Washington. It was like, you know, I'm all about going back to old school and just being tough, but as as long as there's, uh, as long as there's rules on, you know, unnecessary roughness and late hits, I mean, I mean the, what McMillan have two or three where he was clearly out of three. I was wondering, did he mess with somebody's girlfriend or something or (laughs) it was like the same guy. I feel like, yeah, the targeting of, uh, the targeting of Westover, you know, which knocked him out of the game. And I mean, think about it. If, If they go into the championship game next week, you know, and they're missing Westover cause he got, you know, knocked silly and it wasn't even a penalty. I mean, we'd be pissed. <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember. Can they – is that the NFL or college where it's like they, what you can look at, like, retroactively to send a guy? Because that was bad. Uh, <laughs> I think that – maybe the NFL, they do that was fine. Like, even if it wasn't a flag, like, they might go back and look at it. But, yeah, the, I will say on the one that I think the Cougs kind of got screwed on the – pass interference who was like downfield the pull. He did a really good job of selling uh of selling getting interfered with, which I I'm a big proponent of uh in football of you of not flopping, but like he didn't flop, he just kinda of made the movement to make it clear that like he was getting messed with or like you see it when a guy will get held, he'll like protest or he'll like make it he'll make a move that makes it really exaggerated. Jeremiah Martin did a good job of it early uh, uh in the game too of like he made a really big move, but then the holding call got 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 pulled out. I mean, the Pac-12, I, I fucking hate, I think that was the guy I kept screaming, the head official guy was the guy for the UCLA game, who I think uh, 
the UCLA game was maybe the worst, uh, the worst for the Huskies officiating all, all season. Uh, so fuck that guy. Uh, he's like the younger guy who thinks he's like, looks like a no fun. Uh, but also I was glad to hear that Michael Mothershed is retiring. So there's some progress. <laughs> that, that referee looks like a grumpy Brady Quinn. That's what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he just looks like he's never he never has fun, never never cracks the beers back. Just always always in a bad mood. And he uh I, I I don't know. I my my main gripe with him was there was like a play where the Cougar running back ended up losing the ball, uh and the Huskies had it and they never looked at it, but then like the Cam did and they didn't call it in the field and they never looked at it and then the Cougars ran up really fast and and snapped the ball, and then the fucking TV crew never re-showed it. But then on, like, the Cam Davis one, they immediately called it a fumble. And then I don't know if, like, TV was just, like, we kind of watched the weird setting. Like, I, it didn't look like I, I couldn't figure out. I never really got a good look at the Cam Davis fumble, whether it was a fumble or not. So I don't know about that. Um, and we have about 20 minutes left to record, so should we go ahead and jump on the questions? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so post game order slices says, long time poster, first time caller. Hypothetical: <laughs> Do you do you dudes rather we win a Rose Bowl, or would you have preferred we beat ASU and have a shot at the Pac-12 title playoffs in a natty? Um, obviously the playoffs in natty. I mean, come mm, on. I prefer the Rose Bowl, but uh, who do they because play? We'd be we'd be lambs to the slaughter if we went against uh, the likes of a Georgia. Alabama won't be there, but Alabama would kill us. I've watched them three three times this year. Um, you know, the Rose Bowl. I love the idea of getting in the Rose Bowl, having a, sh- a legitimate shot to win it, and let's go have some fun in Pasadena. That's what I would say. Yeah, but we we just beat the number one defense in the conference, Derek. Come on, man. <laughs> Have some confidence, you know. Yeah, and let's put up fifty-one uh, in in a loud environment, you know. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, I I I don't know. That, for me, that's tempting because I like for the playoff. Who do you get to pick? Who you get to play? I mean, I also don't. I wouldn't love. I also wouldn't love the the matchup against USC because USC. Uh, I think they're passing yep. game and mobile mobile quarterback. A lot of good receivers. I mean, as good as Oregon's offense was, like, uh, I think Williams is better than Bo Nick. And Oregon has, like, one receiver that's good. Uh, USC has, you know, a bunch. And USC's defense is, like, not just completely terrible. It's just, like, kind of just bad. <laughs> so, I, I actually, I, I guess I'm going Rose Bowl because I don't know. I think they – yeah, their pass means they probably just lose to USC like fifty two to like to like forty two uh in the yep. championship game. For yeah. this they might yep. get circling back, they might get they might get Ohio State without a quarterback and without uh a bunch of guys playing. So because uh, they're sitting out for the NFL. So I, I would take I'll take the Rose Bowl pass. Yeah, because you enter that game with maybe yeah. at least a forty percent chance of winning, as opposed to the national stage where you're going to be prison raped by Georgia in the first round of the playoffs. So, because <laughs> you know it'll be yeah, Georgia I, versus Washington. So, if they were getting in, yeah, they most likely. I mean, I guess TCU. Yeah, I mean that's too many hypotheticals. We don't need to waste time hypotheticals. But yeah, I'll take the road full path. Yeah, let's not waste any time. Joey, let's go to you now to review the two deeps for Ohio State. (laughs) (laughs) The Ohio State preview. I have no no clue on Ohio State's roster other than the players that stole from Washington. (laughs) I I know that. Duke DeJour, who has made a grand return to the boards, um, and she's got whatever girl as her uh, avatar now. Um, she says, in nice. all seriousness, 
is Penix really going to bolt before the ball game and who would take his place? Um, I, I don't, I don't think anybody suggested he would leave. He says, it, first of all, that would, you know, be quite, it would raise questions. First of all, like, is he hurt and not telling anybody or he's, he's got to play and continue to show his durability. And it's a, it's a non question, I think. Yeah, I think that's a non question. I think it's a huge opportunity. Even if I, I think we already, I think we had this question last week or the week before, I think two weeks before of, uh, even in like an Alamo bowl. I mean, now, now it seems like they're, the Rose Bowl or Cotton Bowl, that's a gigantic opportunity for him to, you know, make a name yes. for himself and shoot, shoot himself up draft board. But I think there's absolutely no way he would have played in the Cotton or the Rose Bowl. Imagine him throwing for 450 in Pasadena. That would be something, as long as we were getting yeah. drilled. I mean, if they, even if they lost, say, like 56 to like 42 and he had a game, I mean, he needs to – uh, the truth is, he hasn't yeah. had much. Uh, he hasn't had much of a national audience, so that would just be gigantic for him. I, I think there's no Wait way he doesn't play. Ten thirty uh, games on the Pac-12 network on the East Coast are not drawing a large. Is that what you're saying, Willie? Uh, I'm saying yeah. I don't think that many people. Uh, I mean, even in the big games, like I guess Michigan State, they probably got a decent national audience, but I, I mean, I can't remember what they are going against for the Oregon game nationally, but I just, you know, there, there's nothing comparing a big, you right. know, NY6 bowl, NY6 bowl game if you're a Pac-12 team, possibly, you know, if against an Ohio State uh, would just be uh, someone like that. I think the Cotton Bowl might actually, <laughs> the Cotton Bowl might be the better route, because if they go to the Cotton Bowl, aren't they going to get like, uh, uh, isn't it like UCF or like some team that they could probably actually put up like 70 on. <laughs> could be Tulane. I mean, it could be Tulane. Yeah, they'll finally That's get the, uh, Yeah, it won't get the audience, but I mean, it'll finally break the streak of like, you know, the three Peterson Bulls where they just kept getting like blue bloods, not, not just blue bloods, but like really good versions, like generationally good versions of blue bloods. Uh, so yeah, but Peter, that, that, Peterson that would, that would wouldn't put nice. our best yeah. foot forward. Peterson wouldn't put no, our best I foot mean, forward. And and they, you mean, know, DeBoer, this team's not as talented, but you know, you you feel like we would go into it and put our best foot forward and be prepared and be no, pragmatic. I totally agree. Yeah, I was even just watching like I can't remember what year it was from, but oh, uh, my dad played a video and it was like. Eight with like the highlights, of like eight straight apple cups, and I was even just watching when they were like good, and it was just like the flow of the offense was just so fucking painful compared to what we watched. That was like even when they were winning twelve, ten, ten to twelve games a year, uh, that offense was just like it was the opposite of what it is now, where it's like third and ten, you're not even worried. It was like well, third and ten, uh, I know we have Miles Gaskin and. John Ross and Dante Pettis and Will Disley and fucking uh, uh, Drew Sample, but we're punching like we oh, there's no way we could ever ever convert this against like a five and seven Beavers team. So I mean that 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 is very true. I think uh, I also think this is a great sign. One of the great signs for DeBoer is like yeah you lost the the back to back road games, but the games you had circled uh, circled on the calendar, which is Michigan State or Oregon, the Apple Cup. Uh, especially, you know, you knew the you knew the second two were going to be late in the year. He really showed up. They really showed up well. I think that's a great sign that you know he's going to when he knows it's a big opportunity. Him and his staff uh, turn it up a notch. Yes, and you know what? It's uh, you, you've seen it. We've all seen it repeatedly throughout this year that how much the uh, the the current roster of players really appreciates DeBoer and the and the staff. Which a tells you how bad things were under Jimmy Lake, even though it's not a, you know, it's not breaking news, but, um, but it tells, it just shows you the contrast how bad things were, and then how they what were? a good environment they, <laughs> and what a good environment <laughs> they created now, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Fire Fire Cohen says, "Is khaki pants going back to Stanford? Uh, probably not." No, he seems 12-0 and 0 and looking pretty good. 
Peterson to Stanford, huh? I can see that I, actually, I, but I honestly think that's that's the only. We may have talked about this before. That that's the only Power Five school I I could even envision him going to. You, you know? can't boat to work though. He can't boat to work, but he can. Uh, you know, he can move. He can move to the Bay Area where the media will won't even won't even like bother to remember his name. You know. So. And John Wilner will ask him a, a question, and he can go, I take a little bit of offense. So you ask that question. Like <laughs> 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 we say, no. <laughs> oh, you and your fucking stars, Wilner. <laughs> <laughs> now, he'll, he'll be back to being Mr. Stick-Up-His-Ass six games into his first year, and he'll be – Asking himself on the commute home, why did I take this job? Yeah. And I hate the media. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. no, no. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, but then you're also like, I, he's too grumpy and shit, especially, especially <laughs> with how worse the transfer portal and NIL have gotten. I mean, maybe if Stanford drops down to, like, FCS or something or, like, D2, he would do it. Uh, and then and then uh, the knowledge says last night I saw a bunch of Husky defenders in the right position we kind of already talked about this Uh, he saw Husky defenders in the right position to make plays in or around the line of scrimmage and stop drives so many whiffed on those opportunities uh, the scheme in the last five weeks seemed to often get guys in the right spots, which is what we were saying. Uh, I'm now leaning more heavily toward the problem being Jimmy's, Jimmy's and Joe's and not X's and O's. What say you? We kind of already covered that, but um, yeah. hopefully, you know, with, with going 10 and two, you know, we either be obviously 10 and three or 11 and two. Um, so it gives a little, little more street cred in terms of being able to get some guys to portal. I really liked race Bannon's comment the other day where he said he was talking about being a businessman, and if he has to expend money in order to bring in players, he preferred proven commodities via the portal as opposed to paying uh, high school kids. Um, there might be a little something to that. Oh, that's how I, that's how I see it. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Fucking, you guys can like hate me or whatever. I don't want to fucking pay some 17 year old who hasn't done shit in his life. Come on. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. That's probably what Cohen part. says behind the scenes when she's not near the media. To her credit, she probably says that. Yeah, well, even I, the, I think even the whole it. NIL thing, you're talking like like the 1% of the 1% that you're you're paying. Like it's still you're still not paying every, not every player in college football is going to benefit from this. You know, do you think do you think Jalen Polk has an NIL deal? I mean, he's a good play, he's a good player. He's a good player, but you know, who's going to go uh who's going to go to uh fucking uh Sims Honda up here or whatever and, you know, cuz Jalen Polk is is up here. That's not to disparage him. It's just it's just you know, yeah. there could like Michael Penix yeah, is probably the only only guy on the team that can like really market his name right now. Well, I think well, Asa Turner got, and this is going to sound like I'm making fun of him, but I'm not. I'm just pointing it out. I mean, it said something on there about he he'll get thirty five dollars to show up at your birthday party or something, right? <laughs> is, is it? And I see you guys are laughing, and I'm not trying to make fun of him, but he's not going to. That's depressing. <laughs> it is depressing, but fuck it, I don't know. Did he probably show up at the wrong house? So <laughs> he probably, yeah, he probably walk walk by it. Fake drop a shoulder. Yeah. Uh, he knocked on the yeah, neighbor's think, door. No, you want the place over yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, I, I think know. they got some yeah, really fun up there. But, yeah, I think they have some rinky dink stuff where like. They have golf tournaments and shit and, like, KGR interviews and, like, kids camps and stuff where, and shit like that where they make, like, some pocket candy. Maybe less than they make off their fucking stipend, uh, which was, like, the thing no one ever mentioned in the whole 
kids are getting ripped off thing of like they get fucking stipends. Like I know people who played college sports and like he would like mm-hmm. had a friend that like twenty twenty thousand dollars in his bank account just like like twenty years ago money. Uh, he's like, yeah, I get a stipend and I don't have any bills because I everything's paid for. Like why wouldn't I have like twenty thousand dollars in my bank account? Like. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, they don't mention that. But, yeah, it was also like I was thinking today, I was like, with NIL, how it's bullshit. I'm like, yeah, the point of NIL would be, like, if you are, like, Michael Penix or Caleb Williams, like, and if Dr. Pepper or, like, uh, a fucking Ford or Amazon wants to pay you to do something or you want to sell your jersey or something, like, go ahead. I, I, that was, like, the point was never to have schools, like, pay you just to go to that school. That never... That makes no sense. That never seemed like the thing that was fucked up was that like if you know someone went to Tim Tebow or Johnny Manziel 15 years ago and was like, "Hey, we want to pay you to be in a, a fucking McDonald's commercial," and then Ben Kay would be like, "No, no, you can't do that." It never was fucked up that a school couldn't pay you to go play for their fucking school because you have no. They don't really have much market value. Like Jalen McMillan and Roma Dunze are both going to have over you know, a thousand yards, close to 10 touchdowns. And I don't think they have any NIL value <laughs> at a, at what, even at what, I mean, at Washington, like there's only like five players in the conference and they're all quarterbacks pretty much. Who have any you, NIL could, value. You, you could blame the university of Washington for, even though I think they've really stepped it up with some of those, uh, um, you know, uh, movie themed stuff from the '90s that they've done this year. That's been entertaining, and so that's a good job. But Those are good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But in terms of like promoting, you know, promoting the, you know, like you were just talking about McMillan and O'Dunsey, um, uh, promoting what they're doing a little bit more. Um, you know, like I, I remember years ago, even though the the both guys, Jason Shelley and who was the other guy, they were the Wonder Twins. They were being marketed oh, yeah. as the Wonder Twins. It was more of the Seattle Times calling them that, I think. But uh, who was the guy? Andre Riley? No, that was in the 80s. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, well, I don't who am I thinking of? Jason Shelley, and there was another guy that was with them. Jason Shelley, of course, ended up going to Eugene and raping somebody and going to prison. And, um, hey, he just exposed himself. Be your fact, right? The other, guy, the other guy made a long touchdown catch. He got from, I could see it in my mind's eye, it was right down the middle of the field, caught at the goal line by from Damon Heward when Heward was a freshman. And it was to the other guy, and he was the other side of the Wonder Twins. And then he disappeared a year or two later. Anyways, uh, I'm off on a tangent there. So, but Anyways, I'm just saying that the UW could do a little bit more to try to get some of these guys' names out there. Though I do want to acknowledge that once Karen Ramming left, and all of a sudden – we were getting these really interesting uh, tweets with the movie themes and stuff, and there was, like, some cleverness and thought behind it, and I thought that was really good. So, um, That'll go down quiet, as the worst, worst move of Jen Cohen's career. Next to hiring, hiring Hop, you mean? She's worse than hiring Hopkins. Hiring worse Jimmy Lake? Allowing John Bob and John Donovan? Bob <laughs> Dude, might be a coach. Come on. Okay. <laughs> At least she just put her ass out public. Cohen's greatest hit. (laughs) So Quiet Kowski has a post here, and I don't know if he's making fun of us or what, but it says, thanks, guys, we need you. And there's a picture of two elderly guys, and it says, help retarded children, the Knights of Columbus. So I don't know if that's – I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But it's got four uh, Coach Incredibles, so – well, it got him a shout-out. That's, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> well, maybe Grumble can explain it. Um, let's see here. The HB, he says, I'm not going full-on conspiracy theory, so don't twist, because there's a lot of twisters out there. But Take the lack of the boosters... <laughs> But uh, but the lack of booth-initiated reviews by Pac-12 officiating crews over the weekend and the god-awful su- sequence at Beave oh. make eyebrows rise in certain company, discuss, or not. Either way, it'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did the company, my dad and my uncle, because they, they believe. My dad, uh, I think, believes that Phil Knight had, like, a, a phone directly to, like, <laughs> graph it directly to... Uh, 
12 and directly to every every network and directly to the booth. He's like, when they start, which I, I fucking hate, uh, when they start blowing Oregon players like the way they do, my dad's like, ah, he's so nice, like right there, he's fucking got the button, hitting the button that like uh, makes Brock like have to mention that Nick. <laughs> Nick got fucking shrapnel in his fucking leg and got fucking mustard gas. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, hey Willie, I don't believe most. The, yeah, the guy that talked my ear off uh, at the at the dock in uh, August or July, July, I think, was that your dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was your dad. dad. That it wasn't an uncle. Yeah. Okay, okay, my dad. Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll yeah, get you in the is. same we'll get you in the same room with him again sometime. <laughs> well, we're standing there on the dock and, and he's bringing the boat in and Willie turns to or maybe it was Joey and he said uh, he's gonna he's gonna talk your ear off. He really liked your Willie yeah, but <laughs> and then, then forty five minutes later, you know, yeah, it's still going, you know. So, uh, but he was an interesting guy. Uh, but but again, I didn't I couldn't remember if that was your dad or if that was your uncle because I hear yeah. stories about. So um, so I, the one thing I'll say though is if you guys remember it was a few years ago. Uh, you might remember better than I, but uh, there was a game up in uh, Pullman, and I want to say it was. Or maybe it was in L.A., but it was Washington State versus USC, and Larry Scott called up somebody while they were doing a booth review, and he influenced the decision. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, there yeah, might be a little right. something it a, to it, it. It was a Cougar game. Yeah. I think it was USC. Yeah. yeah. No, I, don't, I think it was at that Leaf game. Leaf was living. Yeah, Leaf that's the one where, like, yeah. No, I know that. I mean, I think, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, there's no way there could ever be even, like, minor conspiracies. People, especially now, it, it get, everything gets out. People don't keep secrets, but you never actually get confirmation. But I don't know. I think there's, like, sketchy stuff. I mean, I definitely think there's no coincidence that, like, Oregon has played Colorado the last three years before Washington. Like, <laughs> Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if they they have influence with stuff like they have influence with stuff like that, or they you know maybe they're like kind of like hey don't you know we don't don't do something that's gonna affect keep Oregon or USC like mess not not even just them but mess up like a, an ideal matchup that's gonna make them more money because I mean their money. There's money on the line. There's jobs on the line. There's livelihoods on the line. You can't expect. It's not going to be surprising if people want to, you know, cut corners. So I don't know, but I want to go full conspiracy. And time-wise, I'm going to try to push this another ten minutes because um, I'll, I'll have to kick it into gear when I go into editing. But I got to get everything wrapped up by six, or or maybe I could edit tomorrow morning. I don't know, but um, but let's see here. Uh, hey, has a question. Uh, it looks like it's two parts. I haven't read this yet, but how much did you guys cringe? When he threw it back to Penix to run it in, um, I thought that was. I I wondered if Pen, I don't know if that was. I mean, I cringe. That's for sure. Um, I don't know if Penix was had the option to throw, but he just saw that daylight in front of him and took off. Um, uh, that's a good theory. Yeah, I never thought about that. They couldn't yeah, see the whole cringed. field. I just, but. I just got like, you know, I just got like excited, like like he normally would when he just started running and weaving in and out. It was pretty exciting play, but I, but I, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm supposed to think it's great because the recruits are going to be like all like fucking jerking off over it and be all stoked. Right. Cause that's the kind of shit Oregon. That's the kind of shit Oregon does. Right. To a fucking lesser foe. I'm, I'm supposed to be like all stoked because some 17 year old kid's going to like it as a tweet, you know, Right? Isn't that right? <laughs> That's not fair. Sounds a little dated to me, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fucking I mean, mouthy dipshits. Here's why it made me happy. Because, uh, uh, you know, Penix hobbled Penix, you know, uh, he takes it for, like, what, like a 20, 30-yard touchdown. They did that with Locker, I feel like, three times, and it averaged, like, seven yards total. <laughs> they always try it with Locker because you're like, fuck yeah, Jake Locker runs a four four, 
like six two two thirty. No shit, that's going to be a great play. And then he'd always get like the seven yards, <laughs> and he'd be no, like, "Oh, no one would block. Would get no off. one would block." Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would get all excited. The stadium would like hush because they when they thought setting up, you're like, "All right." I think I think they did in the Holiday Bowl too, and he took it like eleven yards, and you're like, "Yeah, believe it." Catch it. In 2009, he gets Cal to end the season, and, and didn't he catch a pass? Locker. He, he threw a. Le- he didn't he throw a lateral he, to someone, and then. I they did it like I a bunch of times. They, they did it at least a few times. I remember. Uh, I never remember going for anything more than like. I mean, it never. I feel like it never went for less than like seven or eight yards, but it never was like. It was never what you thought it was going to be. Uh, no, no, no. Maybe you're absolutely right, though. Yeah. Yeah, but also Penix. I was shocked at how fast Penix, Penix looked. Uh, yeah, I thought. Because when I when he kind of ran earlier in the season, I think there was a couple times against Michigan State and stuff like that. He looked really slow. I was like shocked. I was like, man, I think, I think for well, the NFL, well, that's that would the be right great. word. Yeah. Yeah. No, he just didn't look very like. I was n- yeah. Quick. Like, he he, 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 NFL, he has a little yeah. Yeah. He kind of looked. I don't know. I mean, I, he's obviously built much different than Keith Price, but he kind of runs like Price. He's got a little bit of motor to him, but nothing special. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, I for some reason, I thought it kind of, kind of thought. Or also, our favorite, uh, uh, I like our favorite subject of, like, Jal Jackson. We're like, God, he actually is kind of good, and he looks fast as, like, a route-running receiver, but just on sweep and kick returns, especially at kick returns, he just looks like, He's fucking got cement in his fucking cleats. <laughs> like, uh, oh, it's painful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he gets open. No, he, yeah, he gets open. He, it's it, he's a good receiver. It's it's just not. I, I he's not like John Ross, like everybody wants him to be. He's he's just not explosive. Yeah. I guess that's where the, the who, I think who he, was the guy with pink yeah. hair and he did, he licked his paws or what? Uh, uh, and we had the the meme of leave him alone. What was his name? Mrs. Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis. Oh, oh Pettis. Pettis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hay has the uh, second part to his. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> Jackson is not comparable to I think the guy who still has the all time touchdown punt return touchdown record or the fastest guy in NFL combine yeah. history. So I'll, put, I'll I'll go on the record as that. Yeah. Well, you know, or uh, if we go to the way back machine, you know, how much anticipation would there be in Husky Stadium when it was forced down for the opponent and you'd see number eight, Napoleon Coffin, going back to return the punt? Yeah, yeah um, I mean, long uh, side, side topic, but, yeah, they need the one thing they need to work on is finding some return, uh, return game because it was really bad. I mean, I can't remember a year even with bad teams where I can't remember a worse year for – kickoff returns, uh, like, for lack of, I guess, and punt returns. Yes, agreed. And you know what? It was so frustrating uh, last off season with the lack of things, lack of movement going on by DeBoer, and I think expectations will be raised this year in terms of what we expect. And uh, I, I got a feeling like we're hopefully going to have some really good moves going here in the portal and whatnot. So, <clears throat> Um, so Hay has a question here, part two. Earlier this week, Jason Puckett from KJR said that if UW said that you wait, how did he write this? If UW will never play, he I'll said, okay, it. he just uh, he wrote this improperly. <laughs> but earlier this I'll week, Jason I was, Puckett said that Wa- Washington will never plant the flag because they know they would get murdered on the field. How big of a douchebag is Jason Puckett, and why is KJR so broken and unprofessional that they would give this guy and Furnace a platform? Joey. Uh, I was listening to it as as he said it, and uh, I, I've always kind of kind of liked Jim Moore. Uh, you know, sure, they're, they're me kids, too. They're, uh, there's got to be a king of the Husky, you know, the, the Cougar trolls, right? So, okay. And then I actually I like I kind of like Ian Furness too, but I cannot stand Jason Puckett. He's always been the leader of you know the the excuse making for the Cougs. It, it's every year it's, there's an excuse, and and he's kind of been the leader of it. You know, it was like 
one year one year they were down Peyton Palour, and that was their big. Hey, you know, if we had Peyton Palour, you know, we we might have won that game. You know, oh, uh, River Craycraft, we were missing River Craycraft. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, I heard him. I heard him say that, and I had to think about it for a minute. And he's probably right. Cougar fans have so much vitriol for anything Husky related. I I bet they would have like. Got, ran down to the field to try to fight players, and you know you kind of look back at the the whoever that fan was that hockey checked, you know Austin Safarian Jenkins, you know, and and uh, <laughs> you know Bill, Bill Moose just like totally poo pooed it and was like, well, we'll never find out who it is, so you know we we're not even going to bother looking into it, or you know it was just like. You know, he was the king of – well, because obviously he was a coog, so he's a, like the king of the coogs where he's just like, yeah, fuck them, they, they throw out ice balls and we're not going to look into it, no big deal. And, hey, hockey, check your tight end. And, yeah, we don't we don't really care. We're not going to look into it, you know. But uh, Puckett's, Puckett's just kind of a weaselly little bitch, you know. Uh, I mean, if, if, he, if, he wants a, if he wants a showdown, I'll fight him at midfield next year, you know. <laughs> I'll be there. We'll live stream it. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'll make a I'll make a prediction right here. There will be within the next five, ten, maybe five years, there will be like a Malice in the Palace, Indiana Pacers, Pistons type brawl between college football players and fans. Uh, that was a good point. I mean, I think as much as we think Ducks and Husky fans hate each other. Uh, you forget, like, the Cougar to Husky hate, I think the Beaver to Duck hate, it's probably way worse. Uh, I was going to say, what, yeah. uh, and they're going to have to do a major change eventually on the rush in the field because, yeah, it's, there's going to be a bad incident. Uh, when Oregon State well, rushed the field one yesterday. Oregon, yeah, I mean, well, that's what I was going to say. When Oregon State rushed the field, the energy their fans had at the Oregon players, which I am not excusing that fucking douchebag in one bit, but the energy their yeah. fans had to the Oregon players, and they were, like, not letting them off the field, and they were, like, really, 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 really heinously in their face and screaming at T.J. Bass. Uh, like, I was, like, kind of like, I'm like, I'm, these guys are going to start fucking brawling with these fucking Beaver fans. <laughs> so I predict there's going to be, like, a really ugly – really ugly college football fan player brawl like a whole team or five guys on the team start going at it with fans and they're going to have to do something about rushing the field. Uh, Cause that, yeah, that looked, that just looked ugly and it was ugly. The guy, a guy punched, punched a fucking Beaver fan. Well, let's see. Can I go back about 10 months ago when Joey dangerously did an impression of Beaver fan? Oh, they they hate the Huskies too. They absolutely yeah. hate the Huskies. So, so esophageal feces says if Deboner, <laughs> we're still called him Deboner. He's earned to be DeBoer, hasn't he? But, okay, DeBoner. If DeBoer yeah. makes the Rose Bowl against the Ohio State University, do you think he will enjoy the experience? Asking for an AD consultant. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll enjoy it. Uh, he'll, he'll enjoy it. He, he looks like he actually loves he loves football, and it is a game. You know, it's and he not, looks like he loves the kids, too. The players, it's not like yeah. some, un, some un, unfortunate occupation like Chris Peterson. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I, well, Peterson was making four and a half million a year, and he would always just be so miserable. And it's like I don't know. You remember? Uh, you remember when the uh, okay the Mariners, like the two thousand or two thousand one Mariners, they had a pitcher named John Halama, and he yes. he was like he 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 hated baseball. He just happened to be a good pitcher, and he hated baseball. And they they would like they said it at some point like late in the year or whatever. And then when he pitched in that playoff series against the Yankees, the announcers wouldn't shut up about it how how much he hated baseball. So then and then and then as I'm watching as I'm watching him pitch, I could just look into his face and it's like, yeah, he looks like he just does not want to be here. Like this is just this. 
unfortunate occupation that he's good at, you know? Well, you know, and to pat myself on the back for a moment, I would go on back in time and I would see Peterson acting like he just every moment was just excruciating hell for him to, you know, have to be on the sideline and have to deal with the media. And and I said that just looking at that and connecting dots, I bet you that he's got some sort of deal worked out with Jen Cohen and then Jimmy Lake will be the heir apparent and take over for him as he rides off into the sunset. The only problem is he never really rode off into the sunset, did he? Still kind of hanging around a lounge <laughs> lizard with his own table in the corner. <clears throat> and then he goes, uh, you know, he goes on uh, whatever it is, Fox or the Pac-12 Network or wherever, and, Coach, what do you think about the Huskies? Well, if the Huskies want to win this game, you know, they're going to have to score more points in the second half than their <laughs> opponent. All right, thank you. You know, so. <laughs> That was a good Peterson impression. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you're kidding or not. I didn't think it was very good, but it, you know, no, it, he had that it, little kind of that kind of little gravel voice he had. But no, I think uh, I think I can't remember if it's on the board or one of you or someone was talking about. The board kind of comes off as a guy who fucking like chews tobacco and fucking just like gets off on beating fucking Oregon and you know kicking yeah. people's ass, and he's really polite. He, he's a, a quite nice guy in the right situation, but you get the vibe that, like, when he gets in a fucking truck or something in South Dakota, you know, he chews uh, fucking tobacco and is like, yeah, I want to kick the shit out of fucking Dan Lanning. Uh, or he's <laughs> heading home to his studio apartment in Kent. Yeah. Like the, yeah old pub, where, uh, the old pub thing. Yeah. For his smoggy apartment yeah. <laughs> I'm in Linwood on 220th and Highway 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where Peterson was just happy not to lose, basically, and go home and fucking probably fucking complain. So yeah, I, I, it's, it's refreshing, and I, 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 it's a nice vibe. Okay, let's, let's try to zip through these real quick here. Ice Holovic, uh, do you award G Junior a ten eight round or disqualify him for illegal headbutting? <laughs> Disqualified. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, I, I guess he'd get a he'd oh. get a warning first and then he'd get a point deduction and then he'd get a disqualification. I used to watch a lot of boxing. <laughs> uh Windler, can this team is constructed to win a Rose Bowl on a grass field? We already kinda talked about that. Um Oof, man. Atlanta Dog. Uh, Atlanta Dogs hearing from a reliable source that Penix is going to consider staying if as long as we pay him enough money. Um, sure. <laughs> so, I, I just don't see that. But um, let's see. Anybody else here? Dukeville, do we want to face Penn State or the Ohio State in the Rose Bowl? We kind of already answered that too, right? But I'd like to beat Penn State, frankly, but. I yeah. want to beat well, either I, they, I don't like either team. They would kick the shit out of Penn State. Uh, I uh, Ohio State very iffy. So I guess I, I would prefer Penn State because I think they would easily beat them. Or Ohio State's very, especially if they had if their quarterback doesn't sit out. I don't think they have much of a chance against Ohio State. But I also need to know Esophageal Fifi. But I don't know why it's my favorite name on the whole site. <laughs> That's a great name. Species, <laughs> you worthless cunt. Um, and the final one is H H bruh, because the H B had said that Penix is not. He says he ain't coming back for two hundred thousand dollars in terms of for another year. H H bruh says hey, throw in a sweet pinto. <laughs> so, um. Like the worst car in American history. Or the Dodge Comet. So, <laughs> well, we, we uh, I, I have not left myself very much time to edit, so I need to get going. Any any last thoughts in the last 60 seconds here? Gentlemen. Oh, 10 and 2. Oh. 10 and 2. Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. And let's not call it the shitty Rose Bowl this time like people started doing last fucking time. Like... <laughs> Uh, they make it. Yeah, it's always great to advertise to downplay your fucking accomplishment. But yeah, no, it's 
Let's go. Go USC. USC, hope USC blows out Utah and the Huskies go to the Rose Bowl. I don't care who they play. It'd be, it'd be sweet. That'd yep. be real sweet. All right, guys. Uh, well, yeah, do you guys want to pod? Fun. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to pod next week, or do you want to wait a couple weeks? Fuck yeah, we're podding next week. Yeah, sounds sure. good. Uh, we can figure out figure out stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, there's always we got something a, to talk we got about. a good uh, we got a good intro song for you guys. If Derek actually does it this time, we got a good intro <laughs> song for you guys. I'll leave you. I'll leave you hanging when we get announced for the Rose Bowl. When we get announced for the Rose Bowl Sunday, oh, we Jesus. got a good intro song. So you better, be we got to root for I, USC. I can only play, uh, you know, which Madonna album was that? Was it the second one? I don't want to give anything away. Uh, but uh, uh, Probably Like yeah. a Prayer. That's probably the best <laughs> album. Um, so I, I can only play like the first 15 seconds or, they, or they'll uh, shut it down or whatever, but... Uh, anyway, that's all, right, all we'll need. <laughs> Good chat with you guys, and we'll talk soon. Yeah. All right. Hey, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hu- hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is, sh- which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber peyote. peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to read that one, but...